Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about copper exploration in the United States. And a great pleasure to be joined by George Ogilvy, President and CEO of Arizona Sonoran Copper Company. Good afternoon, George. Hi, Paul. Hi, it's good to see you alive and well after all the rigors of uh, Beaver Creek and being on the, the conference circuit. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a quite a week, but uh, it was extremely exciting. And obviously to be back physically there at Beaver Creek uh, was obviously good after the uh, the pandemic. Excellent. Uh, I want to sort of perhaps get into a little bit about your experience there and, and sort of the, the sort of current mood of investors for copper exploration and development stories. But before we do that, we've got more important news to sort of talk about. You've just put out a, this week a an, up, a, a an inferred resource um, of 143.6 million tonnes, grading just over 1% copper for about 1.46 million tonnes of contained copper um, at the Parks Salia Porphyry Copper Deposit at your Cactus Project in Arizona. Um, must be very pleased with that. Tell us a, a little bit more about the resource you've put out. Yeah, no, we're extremely excited and pleased with the results that we put out. Um, as you're probably aware, we've been drilling there since January of this year. And uh, there were 31 holes in total, which went into that initial maiden resource. The holes are on 500 foot centers, hence the reason why the resource is in the inferred category. And uh, the overall results came out uh, really at the upper end of the range that we had guided the market to uh, some nine to 10 months prior. So as you uh, uh, rightly pointed out there, and the uh, leachable material, which obviously is part of our base case plan, where we have oxides and enriched material, there's um, 115 million tons of um, uh, ore in the ground at 1.066% copper, which essentially yields uh, about two and a half billion pounds of contained copper in the ground. And then behind that, we also have copper contained in the primary sulfide, which is calcopyrite. And uh, there we're uh, at well over 0.8% copper. And uh, we've got 450 million pounds approximately of copper and the calcopyrite, which, which may lend itself to the Rio Newton technology, which we'll probably know more on uh, once we see the column results. Uh, sometime in the first half of 2023. Okay, thank you, George. Now, in the news release, um, you mentioned that um, because the resource has come in, you know, so so positively, that you're going to now undertake a revised technical study that will also include the cactus deposit as well, uh, and that will be due sometime in the next 12 to 18 months. What what's how, how do you envisage that study? What what do you envisage that that will tell you? Well, when we look at the cactus deposit at the moment, we have a surface stockpile. There's um, uh, ore within the current open pit, which requires a pit layback. And we have Cactus East, which is an underground deposit where we would be deploying a sub-level vertical, re vertical retreat, uh, long hole mining method. And uh, Cactus East at the moment, within the work that we've conducted to date, is actually the one deposit that provides us with our best or greatest margins. Uh, so when we compare Park Salier to Cactus East, Park Salier, as we've just discussed, has 115 million tonnes 
of mineralized material in the ground, which obviously is three to four times greater than what we see at Cactus East. And with a grade of 1.07% total soluble copper, that's some 10 to 15% above the current in situ grade at Cactus East. Now, obviously, Park Salier is going to take advantage of the same leaching pads and the same SXEW plant as the Cactus project. So really, it comes down to capital development. But provided we can control, let's say, the capital development at Park Salier, given the size of the deposit and the uh, substantial increase in grade, I would probably expect Park Salier to be the, uh, the asset which generates uh, the highest margins for us across all of the assets that we've just mentioned. So it's very early days yet. Uh, we've engaged or recruited a new uh, senior mining engineer who now has the uh, uh, maiden resource model. And we're now starting to undertake the sort of high level engineering to look at the mining method, the sequencing, how we would access the deposit. And then obviously ultimately where it sort of fits into the overall cactus project. Look, we, we don't have all the, the, the detailed information at the moment, but my 32 years of experience, both in operations and as a mining engineer, would probably lead me to believe that Park Salia would probably be our highest priority when it comes into a new mine plan and would probably be mined first and foremost, given the, uh, the higher margins we're likely to see from it. And we all know that will therefore benefit you know, the cash flows and the mine's early years and therefore the NPV and the IRR on the project. Okay, so will will is will all this be wrapped up in a let's say a new preliminary economic assessment because obviously uh, you, uh, the expanded scope do you, do you sort of go back to the PEA stage before then subsequently going forward onto a more detailed state, uh, study um yes and no and what i mean by that is we did announce in the press release this maiden resource that we will be updating the current PEA because Park Salier is uh, adjacent to the Cactus Mine, i.e. it's within two kilometers, and because it uh, will use the same infrastructure, the same SXEW plant, it'll be on the same power grid, et cetera, et cetera, it cannot be put into its own technical report. It has to go out in whatever technical reports are available, uh, and, and for Cactus, that is a current PEA. But within that PEA, all we intend to do is update the resource sections. So you will see Park Salier in there as an inferred resource combined with cactus. And globally, you know, we'd be looking at six and a half billion pounds of contained copper in the ground between indicated and inferred. But we will not be building Park Salier into a mine plan and or costing it out from a capital or an operating perspective. And therefore the financial and economic model in the mine plan and the uh, PEA that we will reissue in the next 45 days will not change. It's only the resource sections that will change. So that's potentially just adding more mine life effectively. Yeah, just to basically show the market that there is the potential, obviously, to add uh, more uh, more mine life uh, there. And of course, 
We have now started the infill drilling on Park Salier. Uh, the current inferred drilling is on 500 foot centres. The infill drilling is now taking place on 250 foot centres. And we expect that drilling with assays to be back sometime towards the end of the first quarter, early second quarter of 2023. And that would then allow us to restate Park Salier as an indicated resource. And of course, that could then feed into any rescoped pre-feasibility study. As we all know, a measured and indicated resource can convert over into proven and in the case of indicated probable reserves in a PFS and eventually a bankable feasibility study. Okay, thank you, George. It seems you've got lots of uh, different work streams going on at the moment, and I was just about to start that um, mean that will deliver early next year. Um, to what extent do you think it's difficult to plan your work program for next year? Because obviously the results of the infill drilling, you want to get those in. The results of uh, the Newton testing with uh, Rio Tinto, you want to get that in to see what possible, you know, what, what's going to be the main focus of work for next year. Um, but here we are today. Where, where do you think, what were the key things you'll look to address next year? Well, the, there's some key work programs that we're undertaking now, which are critical for next year that you didn't mention there. And uh, I think they're important to mention. Obviously, the metallurgical work on Park Salier has now started. Um, when we look at the mineralization there, it's the same mineralogy, it's the same geology as what we see at Cactus. However, we can't rely on the metallurgical work or the geotechnical work that we've did at Cactus over the last couple of years. So we have to wait until we see the metallurgical results from those columns, which we'll only have again in the second quarter of next year. And of course, we do see a much bigger deposit at Park Salier, but it's gonna be very important that we do the orientated core. Uh, we do all the compressive strength testing on that core so that when we actually design our stopes, and, and hopefully those stopes can be bigger than cactus ease, we've got geotechnical information that supports those bigger stopes and we don't incur massive dilution while mining them. So there's a lot of groundwork still to be done, as you said, you know, a lot of different work streams ongoing, but I would envisage that by the second quarter of next year, we'll have those results in hand. And as we said, that could then feed into the pre-feasibility study You'll notice, however, in the press release that went out, we're indicating to the market that the technical study could be delivered within 12 to 18 months, which obviously is a little bit longer than uh, the summer of next year. And we, we've did that deliberately because we can't really control the Newton technology as you referenced. Um, those columns are about to begin. Um, we anticipate again that we will only have the results from those columns in the second quarter of next year. But if the results prove positive, we're going to have to sit down with uh, Rio Tinto and Newton and look to negotiate a commercial agreement. And that commercial agreement, I would expect, is probably going to be lengthy in discussions and is probably going to be quite complex. So by giving a 12 to 18 month timeline to the market, what we're in, uh, hoping to do is give ourselves a little bit of time to be able to reflect on the Newton results and also uh, negotiate a fair agreement for both parties 
that then could go into uh, a rescope PFS. Okay, thank you, George. Now, as, as we mentioned, you're at uh, the Precious Metals Summit at Beaver Creek, a whole bunch of investor meetings there, and presumably with some corporates as well. Um, the copper price, copper juniors and developers of the share price have been really hit this year. Um, are you starting to see a, a, a turnaround in, in attitude of investors? You know, the, the, the long-term fundamentals of copper are very solid, very sound, very positive. Are you starting to see investors uh, warm to the red metal again? Well, I can say that the, the conference at Beaver Creek was very well intended. And uh, for those companies that were there that were particularly in commodities associated with uh, battery metals or the, the green energy space and speaking to other CEOs, I can tell you that they were extremely busy and there was a hell of a lot of interest in, in their stories, as was ours. I think overall, we had close to 36 meetings including a few informal uh, lunches and, and, and dinners. And, and what I would say is that, you know, obviously there's a lot of melee and uh, volatility with respect to the general economy and of what's going on. It certainly looks as if we're heading into a, a slowdown, if not a, a world recession. But I think everybody's very well aware that when they look out, you know, five to 10 years, the demand for copper is going to substantially grow. And uh, we can see some, some significant roadblocks with respect to supply. So my, my takeaway from the conference is that people are paying a hell of a lot of attention to base metals, to copper, to those metals associated with uh, you know, battery technologies. And essentially, they're waiting to try and assess when the market is going to turn. And subsequently, they've already then identified you know, assets or management teams or projects, companies, that they would then like to invest in. And of course, it's my goal as the CEO of the company to ensure that we are front and foremost so that when the you know, investor community on the buy side starts to return, uh, they're putting their money into Arizona Sonoran and seeing you know, significant uplift in, the, uh, in their returns. Okay, thank you, George. Now, you have a, um, a very high-profile neighbor that uh, did a, a very successful IPO um, just a matter of months ago. And um, they, Ivanhoe Electric, they were at Beaver Creek as well and subsequently at the, uh, the Gold Forum Americas. Um, obviously very promotional, <laughs> attract a lot of attention. Given that you're sort of next door neighbors, presumably that brings a lot more positive attention on, onto Arizona Sonorano as well. Yeah, I certainly think so. I mean, they've, uh, as you said, they've done a great job, you know, with the IPO of the company and what I would say was would be difficult markets. Obviously, today, I think they have an 800 million US dollar market capitalization and probably 60 to 70 percent of that valuation is being assigned to the Santa Cruz deposit, which is immediately adjacent to uh, to the Cactus Project in Park Salier. And of course, here I am as CEO of Arizona Sonoran with uh, with 100 million US dollar market cap. So we certainly believe over time uh, we have the ability to 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 move our valuation uh, forward. And I think actually Ivanhoe Electric will will help us with that as they continue to advance their project, as they continue to grow their resource, as they acquire their rights to take water and uh, you know get various permits in place. It'll bring a lot of attention to the area, to the district. And I think the Arizona Sonoran shareholders will, will benefit from that as well. Okay. So, so final question, George. Um, what, what is the sort of next big catalyst for you that you're really looking forward to? Well, look, I think 
in these dire markets, I, I would say that, you know, people are paying attention to expiration. And of course, we continue to explore on the site. Um, there's a one kilometer trend between currently Park Salier back to the uh, cactus pet, which is untested. And uh, that's an area where we would like to continue to explore. We know that uh, below the open pit, once we're in the primary sulfide, it's never been drilled to the full extent of the basement fault. So that's an area that we would like to test. And uh, we also know on the northeast extension, Asarco drilled several holes there. They had the massive copper porphyry system, but like Park Salier, because it was uh, a thousand feet below surface, they weren't interested in an underground deposit and they ultimately walked away because it wasn't open pitable. And that's an area that the company has never followed up on with any drilling to this point in time. So I think you're going to see as we go forward and continue the infill drilling at Park Sailor and, and Cactus in preparation for the various technical studies, I think you're going to see continued exploration drilling on our site. And, you know, we announced to the market uh, nine months ago that as we started the drilling at Park Salier, we really felt that we could add up to three billion pounds of copper and we've been able to deliver on that. I think there's an opportunity with this project over the next couple of years, if we target those areas that I just mentioned, there's no reason to believe that we couldn't get up to nine to 10 billion pounds of uh, global copper, uh, uh, contained copper on this project which obviously would mean an additional, you know, two and a half to three and a half billion pounds of copper being added to what we currently have at the moment. So, so look out for that. And then as we touched on earlier, you know, we've got the Rio uh, technology, the columns starting up with the Newton technology. Um, there is a possibility in the first quarter of next year with 90 days of testing uh, under our belt, we'll probably have a decent idea of, of where we sit on those recovery curves. And that could be some uh, news that potentially could come to the market to update the market. And of course, of course if it looked positive, uh, I think that would could be a, a major catalyst as well for, for the company. It sounds like you can have a, a good mix of exploration results and technical work results coming out over the coming months. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're extremely busy and, uh, you know, we're delighted with the progress of the project to date. Um, you know, I was just talking with the exploration team a few days ago and uh, since acquiring this project two and a half years ago, we've taken the resource from a surface stockpile and 224 million pounds of copper to six and a half billion pounds today. Um, we estimate that in totality, We've probably put about $40 million into drilling over the last couple of years, two and a half years. And if you work that out, it's actually under one cent a pound of copper is essentially our discovery cost. So as long as that discovery cost remains uh, well below today's copper price, we're going to continue to explore uh, on this uh, on this property. Excellent. Congratulations once again on the on the resource, George. Arizona Sonoran Copper Company trades on the TSX under ASCU and on the OTCQX under ASCUF. George Ogilvie, President and CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Paul. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Join us for more from Mining Stock Daily soon. 
The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.